0: Street. Welcome to the Social right. Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today we will be covering minute twenty-six, which goes from twenty-five to twenty-five fifty-nine on the clock. Uh, we start out with um, <laughs> the AEPI uh, Caribbean Night two thousand and three. Uh, we we're in the we're in the the first of the two depositions, and we cut back from there. With Mark Zuckerberg uh, recalling when he came up with the notion of telling Eduardo about the Facebook, and for the first and a minute, which is what we're talking about today, it's mostly uh, the three other guys. It's Eduardo, uh, it's um, Dustin Moskovitz, and Chris Hughes. Uh, talking about the various attractions to the women that are at this mixer. And then um, we also have... I mean, the scene starts with Dreadlock Holiday uh, coming in just as we we go back to the uh, the AEPI mixer. And um, we'll obviously talk about that. Uh, And it finishes just a little bit after Mark has arrived um, and Eduardo has some news for him. Uh, They both have news for each other, but Eduardo says, you're not going to believe. And that's where the minute finishes. And joining me to talk about today... Are Joel Torres and Sarah Roberts. Hi.
1: Hello.
0: I mean, I think the big part of this minute is definitely uh, Dreadlock Holiday uh, by 10cc, uh, which is one of those songs. uh, I don't know, maybe this is the originator of this joke, but you know where people say, I don't like something, and then they pause and they go, Mm -hmm. I love it? That is basically this song. That's the whole thing, you know? Uh, It's just somebody telling us how much they don't like cricket, and you think to yourself, oh, they're much like the rest of the planet. They don't like cricket. They sound like a sensible person. Oh no, they love it. Um, and, and, and this is in the in the next minute we'll we'll get to what's playing on the uh, on the projector in the background. But we have like a we have like a DJ doing his own remix. It's, I should say as well. This is not just like straight up Dreadlock Holiday. Uh, this is this is like a, a DJ doing his own little kind of mix of it um and uh as as we get discussion um between uh the, the three dorm mates um but i i i mean i i can't say i i don't know i'm not like a huge fan of 10 cc stuff um but i do kind of like this i mean i don't know i just love the kind of the phrasing of stuff where people say they don't like something and then saying they love it you know on a different podcast that i did talking about arrested development They do that joke a few times to, um, you know, like, uh, to uh, Tobias. There's a few times where Tobias says that he doesn't like something, and then he says he loves it. And just that pause of someone, like, finding out that someone doesn't like something, but then the reveal of, no, they love it. I I don't know. I just love
1: it as a setup.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a mislead there. (laughs) No one's
1: ever said that to me in in my life, and if they did, I'd probably walk away from them. I don't...
2: I've I've heard it before. Oh, I yeah. think it's yeah. Mm. I think it's uh something maybe you would do. Oh, something.
1: <laughs> no, really. yeah. no,
0: I my no my usual action. If you were dressed a certain way, Joel, and you and someone and you were like, do you like this outfit? And you would be like, I don't mm-hmm. like it. I love. No, it. No,
1: no, no,
0: no. You're saying you'd walk away no, before no. the. Puns I go
1: went. I go opposite extremes. Oh, do you like this? Uh, no, that's disgusting. No, uh, actually, I do like it. That, that kind of thing. <laughs> I want to. I want to throw them way off. You know, just like I don't like it. I love it. No,
2: it's the subverting of the expectations, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, uh, I don't know how much you know about Ten CC, uh, the band that are responsible for this song. Um, they, 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 they had. The, there were a couple of guys in it. Um, Kevin Godley and Lol Cream. I mean, calling someone Lol. I mean pre-internet that guy was way ahead of the trends um and they after after they were in the group along with uh graham Goldman, eric stewart and when godly and cream left they formed a group just called godly and cream <laughs> uh, and they had a few more hits after uh, after 10cc split up which was in the kind of early 80s and then they kind of they got back together in the early 90s and then they got back together again in the late 90s um they had been known as the mind benders and then also uh, Hot Legs and Dr. Father. Um, and it's, it's one of these things where, like, uh, in England, uh, there's, like, this whole thing of, like, uh, lots of different bands. In fact, if you ever watch This Is Spinal Tap, the whole thing where they describe the different groups they were in, in, like, kind of the early, in, like, kind of the 60s, like, music scene, it's basically that. That is is that that is just kind of true, where, like, certain bands would kind of turn into other bands, and then people would leave one band and they'd form another band. Um, And that happened like kind of so much in this in the 60s, like kind of in the the music scene over here. And uh, yeah, so like uh, Eric Stewart was in Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders, who then became just known as the Mindbenders. Unfortunately, they they didn't then turn into the new Mindbenders at any point. But then like once they left, then the kind of I I don't know, it's just one of these things where all these different bands came together. And eventually uh, it took until the kind of the mid 70s. Uh, before 10 CC was uh, was kind of formed uh dreadlock holiday being one of their kind of later hits and uh, and then obviously I'm not in love also being like a big hit as well um and, and you know and then by by 83 they'd split up um but uh yeah I mean I, I don't know I, I I it's funny because um you would think that with this being you know like I don't like cricket I love it um you know you are correct in thinking that yes um, a British TV station did use it as the theme to their Absolutely. cricket coverage Yeah, of course so, yeah, they really leaned into it. They were just like, what can we what can we use as the introduction for our TV program about cricket? How about that song that says, I don't like cricket, I love it. Um, and so they did use it for that.
1: You gotta catch lightning in a bottle when it's, you know, right there. It's, <laughs> that's what they always do with car commercials. They they take out the one section of a song that's like, I'm going a million miles or something like that. It's like uh, That song's about how... He left his wife. Like no, no, we got it. Lust We're for fine. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah lust, exactly. lust for life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> for Caribbean cruise. Yeah, well, yeah. I,
0: I the fact that it's called Dreadlock Holiday as well is kind of really weird because I'm sure if you asked anybody what is that song that's in you know the Social Network or you know wherever else it's been featured um, that features that talks about cricket, they'd probably just call it I don't like cricket. And, you know, that's what you would assume it is called. But uh, no, it is called Dreadlock Holiday, uh, which I guess gives away the fact that it's like a reggae song. I mean, I guess maybe that's why they, they called it that. Uh, but apparently it was based on an actual holiday that uh, <laughs> one of the band oh, members wow. went on uh, in in Barbados, <laughs> Yeah, where apparently someone did... Like, when asked about cricket, you know, one of the locals did say, I don't like cricket, I love it. And that found its way into the... Uh, into the song so that's that's kind of what the mm-hmm. song is about but yeah i don't know i just i mean i really kind of enjoy the use of it in this this scene uh, in particular uh, when mark finally enters um you know with his news and uh, there's like a 10 second thing where and i don't know i don't know if you can get this as like a, a gif anywhere on the internet but um andrew garfield just does this dance where he's he's wearing this like straw hat and he kind of, I don't know, kind of shakes his shoulders as he kind of bobs up and down and walks towards Mark Zuckerberg. And Jesse Eisenberg just gives him this completely blank look as if he doesn't understand what dancing yeah. is. And uh, it's just a wonderful moment between the two of them.
1: Oh, you know, Jesse Eisenberg is totally a robot in here because, uh, like, in a in later minute, we'll get into his... <laughs> he doesn't show emotion you know, so it's kind of a sociopathic thing, but like, um, uh, I mean, the, if I was going to read an emotion on his character there, it might be skin trying to crawl off a skeleton because that's that's how I would feel if I like walked into the auditorium and everyone was, I, I, I mean, whatever is going on, Caribbean nights, I don't, it's it's an M <laughs> somebody smashed together a whole bunch of themes. It was like, yeah, sure, Caribbean. Yeah, they've got like,
0: uh, in the script it says that there's some potted palm trees that have been brought in along with a steel drum. Um, now it says in the in the in the script, um, you know, uh, Aaron Salkin has directed that the man playing the steel drum set has a Yamaka, uh, bobby pin to his thinning hair, um, which is a nice little detail because it's like, okay, um. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, the, the, there's kind of... that we, we get to kind of, like, the meat of the scene, which is the conversation between Eduardo, uh, Dustin, and Chris, where they talk about... Uh, I mean, Eduardo says, it's not it's not that guys like me are generally attracted to Asian girls. It's that Asian girls are generally attracted to guys like me. Um, to which, of course, Dustin Masterwood says, I'm developing an algorithm to define the connection between Jewish guys and Asian girls. Now, I'm not even aware that this is actually, like, a stereotype thing. I mean, like... I don't know if this is, it, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just something that comes from that, you know, something from the accidental billionaires, because obviously, um, you know, I think Eduardo Saverin was interviewed for that book, whereas I don't think anybody else was. So uh, I don't know if this is something that's come from Eduardo Saverin or if this is an actual thing in real American life, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, all I know of it is it from being in this film, basically. Um, and also from Mark Zuckerberg's own marriage, which I guess conformed to this stereotype basically because he
2: I think it's a college thing too. That's I think that's what I like, was gonna say. It's like a it's something it feels like guys in college would be talking about. That's exactly
1: what I I was gonna say. This is just a hundred percent a full college person waxing poetic conversation where it's like shut up
2: like I find a connection in this and it's like no you haven't been out in the real world yet
1: <laughs> isn't it weird how <laughs> our time ty- our, our slightly bigger aquarium than the one we were in before has all these connections like no no that's not the real world guys no it's the world no it's it's college <laughs> it's it's okay <laughs> yeah and I think as well there's, there's some there's
0: some subtle things going on in this scene uh, in terms of building the characters because obviously, uh, Eduardo is shown as the guy who is, you know, willing to kind of dance at a party. He's the one who kind of is willing to be at the mixer. Later on in the world, we'll talk about how um, there's a contrast between what Mark Zuckerberg is selling as the Facebook and his own um, experience, you know, in particular at this party. Um, but we'll get into that in later minutes. But here, this is painting Eduardo as, you know, the fun loving guy. You know, he says, you know, about uh, about Asian women, they're hot, they're smart, they're not Jewish um, and they can dance. And it's like, you know, he's he's like basically the one who seems to be kind of like uh, setting himself up as like the most kind of worldly. Uh, But also when Dustin says I'm developing an algorithm, it's like, oh, he's one of the coders like immediately. Like it's just like a, it's not like a big thing, but it's just a tiny character thing of like, well, yes, he's a he's someone who is studying computer science. At, at university so of course he would develop an algorithm for things mm-hmm. because he's a nerd and that's what he does
2: yeah
0: um you know so there's there's nice little things like that and also the fact that chris uses like you know he's the one who notices that mark zuckerberg has arrived the other two guys aren't looking out for mark zuckerberg they're enjoying the party and so again it's just like little tiny kind of character things that are being done between uh between these three guys before uh, before Mark Zuckerberg walks in and is unimpressed with the entire setup that's going on in this particular room
2: it's like he feels like it's a necessary part of his um, of his project so he's going to this to talk to these people because he has to and like yeah. Immediately, he's like, I can't stand this, <laughs> but I, I I needed to do it, so here we are.
0: <laughs> and the weird thing is, of course, is these four guys live together in a dorm. If Mark Zuckerberg wanted to tell them any news, he could have just waited another couple of hours, and they would have all come back to the dorm, and he could have told them right. all there. He, right. he doesn't need to go to this party he doesn't want to be at. Right. Um, you know, so it, I think that's an interesting character thing, is like, you know, it just... I don't know, it, it's just it's just one of those things of like, you know, why did Mark Zuckerberg tell this person this at this event? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, it, he didn't really need to go to that party, but it allows it allows Aaron Sorkin to set up this whole thing of of him being uncomfortable in social situations, uh, which by all accounts was not an accurate, accurate characterization of Mark Zuckerberg. He was at a lot of parties when he was at Harvard. He wasn't like this kind of shut-in. Uh, but in terms of the film, it's a nice little kind of character thing of like, how he's so kind of <laughs> like he just doesn't want to be in that room and it and I think Jesse Eisenberg really kind of gets that over so quickly as soon as he's there you're like oh he does not want to be here like he, he could not be any more uncomfortable with being in this particular room
2: yeah I don't know if it reminds you of this Joel but um we have a friend that's really kind of an inventor and an innovator of projects and I think it has to do with the single-mindedness of like you cannot wait five minutes to tell someone about your idea you need to like just take care you need to you know exercise everything that's in your head before so that you can process more and move on to the next step it's just kind of like obsession obsession with a new design or something right
1: you front load the idea and that's the only thing that's in the docket and and you certainly can't put anything else back there otherwise it's just going to overload the system so you have to you have to get that out i, un- I understand that particular line of thinking but uh, I was thinking, like, if I was in that situation, there's there's no way in hell I would go to that party. So the idea probably would just waste away.
0: So I feel. I mean, is there anything else that you think is in this minute? Uh, that well, would you um, think
1: it? I do, I do appreciate the uh, level of DJ scratching going on, uh, in the uh, during the song. <laughs> although I'm, I'm not sure he has much of a future. <laughs> DJing but you know ambitious scratching it, it feels like he's only just Got whatever program
0: allows him to do the Scratching and he's literally just going to ta- Like you imagine for the rest of the night every single Song that comes on is going to have 60% scratching on it just because He's now figured out how to do that kind of With like uh, you know with oh, this yeah. computer That he's got in front of him uh, it just, it, that So it, that's what it feels like to me It's like a, a guy who's just like oh I can do this Scratching mm-hmm. thing now let's just do yeah. that all the time <laughs> uh, Whatever the program is That he's using um but yeah so i'm gonna ask you both the uh, the question that i ask people on mondays on this program which is uh did you see the social network at the cinema that i was trying to remember i
2: don't know <laughs> i think we might have seen it shortly after it was i'm not sure if it was still in the theater
1: i'm not yes i i honestly can't remember i remember i had a blu-ray copy and i definitely watched it on blu-ray and i i don't remember if i saw it in the movie theater i
2: think maybe we did I vaguely seem to remember, but I think, um, I remember thinking it wasn't at all what I was expecting it to be because I wasn't really familiar at the time with who David Fincher was or that Aaron Sorkin had been involved or the, any of that. I just, I knew who Jesse Eisenberg was and I knew what the Mark Zuckerberg stuff was.
1: Right. Right. I no I just remember the lead up like everybody oh they're making a Facebook movie that's weird Facebook movie like yeah yeah I don't hmm yeah I mean the the making of
0: is literally called how did they make a movie out of Facebook yeah so they really kind of leaned heavily into that, that idea that was like how what is this about like that that did seem to be quite like in the air before the film came out of like how can they do a film that's about people sitting there coming up with the code for Facebook uh when obviously the film's not really it's not really about that thing it's it's about something else isn't it exactly yeah Um, but uh yeah so i well i think we've covered this minute well enough so let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug
1: if you want to hear sarah and me talking about science fiction and fantasy movies we do a podcast with our our friend aaron called please don't send me into outer space um that's I mean that's about it. we we cover one movie at a time a science fiction or a fantasy movie we, we try to do a weekly schedule but uh you know I, hey, you know how that works out no you don't you're you're a workhorse Darren you don't know how that works out <laughs> but uh yeah we've got a bunch of episodes that are available in the usual places and uh, if you want to hear me talk about old Japanese movies I also did the high and low podcast uh, a Kurosawa podcast with uh, Spencer seems who probably is going to be on this he's definitely been on prance uh prince track by track a couple of times
0: he de more than a couple of times at this point
1: point. Mm. and you can find us on myspace at myspace.com
0: slash the social minute on twitter at social underscore minutes and on facebook at the social minute podcast uh thanks to both of you for being my guest today oh thanks for having us and otherwise we'll see
2: you tomorrow